change It's like my dreams out of reach This pain and all this grief If you see God and you have to speak Tell him it's crazy in these streets Feel my pain and it's so good You're on Pastor Phil Welcome to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sears XM, Channel 154. Hey, everybody. You hit the right channel. That's right. This is Pastor Phil. You hit the right channel, man. Channel 154, Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM. We here back at you again. I'm not sure if any of y'all checking out the podcast, but it's a podcast that's also of our other shows, and you can get it anywhere podcasts uh, are downloaded. I guess that's the right phrase that you say. Um, and you can uh, check us out if you didn't hear some of the other shows earlier, or if you're first time hearing us today and you want to know what this show about, um, you can go back and, and check out some stuff. I was talking to somebody today, and they were like, man, I heard your show on podcast." And uh, check out what our our efforts are. You know, we're talking about hip hop, the church, and the streets. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been interviewing some great MCs, some great leaders who have been uh, rhyming and and uh, you know just really living this thing out of Christian hip hop, or what I what I call, I'd much rather call uh, Christians who rhyme, right? Instead of uh, Christian hip hop, because there are artists who who are artists; they don't necessarily call themselves Christian artists, but they're Christians who do R&B, right? And you just know from their song, and that's good music. It's talking about relationship. What? I like that. And, you know, you you enjoy the music. P.O.D. is that way, paid on death. They're Christians who play rock music, you know, and they just do their thing. And so we've had these interviews on purpose to talk to Cash from Soup the Chemist to, um, uh, well, it formerly was uh, The Truth, now it's Emmanuel, his government joint, and, and 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 really to try to have their voice be, uh, 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 you know, amplified or just reamplified or just uh, uh, connected with us on our show um, about their own journey, really, um, as artists and as um, folks who are trying to bring a message of Christ uh, through their gift of, of hip hop. And so we are you know, uh, always wanting to put people in front of you who you may know, may not have known, didn't even know that that genre even existed of Christian hip hop or MCs who are Christian who rhyme and um, being able to really rebirth, awaken, challenge uh, and bring some things up. The conversation we had with Manny was awesome. Soup the Chemist was one of the founding uh, cats of Christian hip hop, one of the founding groups of SFC. And today, that's right, today we are interviewing Cruz Cordero who is a phenomenal man of God, phenomenal MC, who is and and was one of the main uh, uh, artists with um, Cross Movement back in the day. And, um, you know, when, when Cruz talks, um, I ask him some questions about how he got started in this thing. It's kind of funny uh, when he begins to break it down, which you'll hear on the interview. But in the, in the natural uh, flow of our conversation and uh, I'm introducing this whole concept uh, now is um, just what does it really mean um, to be, you know, an, an MC that, that, that rhymes Cruz, you know, begins to talk about his journey with all of that, um, the organic move of the arts, right. And, in, in, in light of what you may feel or, or have a desire for, um, I'm not trying to give away too much of the interview at the beginning here, but he, uh, goes into it, and I like it in his beginning part because he didn't come out. He didn't. He didn't 
come to be an MC. He was a, a lover of, of, of hip hop and it was kind of birthed from there. And I, I say that to us because oftentimes in our own walk of faith, and especially in structured Christendom, if you look at it overall, there is sort of a comfort level of what must be done and how it must be done in order for it to be kind of stamped and approved. Um, hip hop has never been stamped and approved in the church. It never started in the church. R&B can go back and forth from the streets to the church, to the club, um, back to the church. Aretha Franklin's example of that, you know, Curtis Mayfield's example of that, uh, Kurt Franklin, um, uh, Andre Crouch, uh, you know, but uh, Ray Charles, you know, you got cats who go back and forth with that, Patti LaBelle, but, but it's not as welcomed uh, in hip hop. You can't have cats who, you know, rhyming and then, and then coming to church and rhyming. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that because, uh, oftentimes I think when people who have a natural gift of the arts or whatever it might be, if it's not found in a comfortable space in the church structure of stuff, church overall universal, then it begins to be like, man, I just got to rhyme for the, for rhyme for the world or rhyme or do art and poetry and video outside of the faith. And, um, I think that's, uh, not what God intended, uh, for us to be. I think God intended for what God wants down here to look like up there. So if down here doesn't look like what it looks like up there in hip hop or in film or in art, then God is convicting your heart to say, look, I want down here to look like up there in my gift of film. And I want to do that by filming basketball games and show these Christian athletes or show these athletes um, uh, who don't necessarily get a lot of playing time uh, in a broader scale. But you brought that gift to make down here look like up there with film. And so I sell that because in the midst of, um, what you may be facing or thinking about when it comes to your own giftedness, you know, um, you know, there, there's a whole slew of Christian poets, you know, um, you know, there's, uh, they do a whole, this, this whole tour they do, but that wasn't a thing a while back, right? It may seem odd until it becomes normalized and then it becomes like, oh yeah, everybody does that now. So I sell that because of a conversation with Cruz, it kind of organically comes about with this gift of, of hip hop and he, and he begins to move in that space. You know, more that we talk about with, with Cruz is about cross movement and uh, the huge like impact that they had. Um, you know, they were like the Christian Wu-Tang per se, uh, seven MCs. And um, it didn't happen to be that they all came together and said, yo, let's be a Christian Wu-Tang. They all were different artists. Some weren't even uh, followers of Christ or even knew that that could be rhymed in, in, in the faith who began to partner together and kind of create this whole thing called cross movement. And then, and Cruz even talked about how it even came, the name of cross movement came about. It's kind of clever in that history. Um, so I sell that because um, in the midst of uh, that legendary group, there were a lot of things that they learned um, after the fact, it seemed like uh, uh, e- even, you know, theologically where things were at that can create um, and did create perhaps you know, a, a, a rip in, in, in Christian hip hop where there was this evangelical kind of script that was more comfortable for cats to rhyme in. But there are other cats who are rhyming that necessarily didn't find a, a voice in, in, in that space because of uh, of the movement and the powerful movement that Cross Women laid out um, gave um, kind of a stamp. that If you're going to rhyme and be in a mainstream Christian world, this is how it's got to come, which wasn't their intent. But it became that industry kind of standard that way. And there are those who love the Lord who had great words to say coming from a different angle, uh, weren't able to get that kind of love. So Cruz talks a little bit about that. And, you know, we just go into this this reality of um, of, uh, of, of of what, 
you know, hip hop is today and what artists are going through today. You know, um, Jonathan Pastor Jay is a rapper and he's not here today. It's his birthday, celebrating his birthday. You know, he's 105 years old. Man, he's still doing his thing at 105. It's crazy. Um, Terrence is uh, taking care of stuff with family. Um, but just the, the, the longevity of Christian hip hop, if you have not been made aware of it, um, is, is real. Like, like there are cats who are rhyming way, way long ago, early, early 80s. Now, it still was not as old as, as hip hop overall. I mean, 40, I mean, 50 plus odd years, uh, hip hop, I think, or more has, has been around. Uh, but Christian hip hop kind of came late to the game. And again, I think that is because cats were like, where am I going to do this in church? Nobody's going to embrace it. I mean, hip hop in and of itself, when it first started, was like, y'all doing that hippity hop. Y'all doing, it wasn't even embraced in mainstream culture because people were so used to R&B. Um, and that was where money was being made and that was where radios were going to play. Um, and then outbreaks, uh, hip hop. You know, when you watch the show or the movie Crush Groove classic, you'll see how Russell and those cats were really trying to break through the industry paying DJs to play the records and finally getting, getting their voice out there. Um, but I say, um, as we've been going through this series, interviewing cats and talking through, um, uh, the history of, of some sort of Christian hip hop, it's just, um, and I, I mentioned about pastor Jay, cause he didn't necessarily know until later about a, a bunch of Christian hip hop artists as an MC himself. And, uh, Crossman was one of, was one of the main groups he, he, uh, uh, resonated with. And a lot of, uh, Christian rappers and preachers and pastors resonated initially with Crossman, but there's so many that came, you know, beforehand, whether it's, um, um, D boy Rodriguez or, you know, Michael Peace or Stephen Wiley, all these cats who were, you know, doing their thing, making things happen from that particular era that they were doing that in. And, and so I say that because you, 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 you gotta know that even as we talk about on the show, we'll talk about hip hop, the church and the streets that uh, we're not just talking about a fad as once hip hop was seen as a fad, uh, but a real long lasting, um, you know, gift to the body of Christ for MCs and to bring about a real, um, a real art form in, in, in that space, you know? Um, so as we are, uh, you know, talking to crews and talking about, uh, uh, you know, the cross movement, so cross movement, right. One of the last albums was Holy Culture. It was like, like, a, like, kill it. I, I saw when they, when they had their CD release uh, of this album and it was ridiculous. And, um, just a lyric or so from, uh, when I flow is gospel. They're saying something even in the title of the song. So they, they go back to the lab again, young lads being bad with a pad and pen. Holy Culture is a fabulous, Fabric blend. God's people got a fashion sense. I'll take it um, past trends and p- get passionate with pa- with with passages. You tell I'm not an MC. Uh, with passages from the text while passing it through. We not highly paid to perform, but don't stop from stepping stages to uh, galore. You can take away the stage in the studio booth. Pull the label exec and the loot they recoup. Um, they don't change the slang that you, with, with your usual group, we only jump for the Lord so we don't jump through hoops. <laughs> um, I see the culture's distress. I got a lot to express. 
It's just some things that I had to get off my chest. But it's time to release the pressure, decrease the flesh, because um, Jesus seeks to bless us. You know, they just began to uh, break down the song about when they flow as gospel, right? And none of these songs right here, none of these verses right here are are ones that uh, Cruz is on. I was just kind of giving that little intro to that song. But then they they, they go in um, and try to um, just emphasize the fact of what of what they're about as MCs. Uh, oh no, CM is back. Yeah, we're intact. Um, was in the cut. The C, the C ain't slack. C cross movement ain't slack. Um, God was adding to the CM what CM lacked. Now it's like Phil Jack and the O2 Kobe and Shaq. The whole crew wanted true God in rap. We've got a view that it's that a minority like being black, but We've agreed to feed and lead the packs. Hip hop's the key. It's like cheese to rats. <laughs> and they come over your beats are raw because the streets are raw, but all fall when they meet the law, right? And talking about the law, 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 everything else like that. Um, cause they meet the flaws and defeat when they meet the boss, boss being Christ, right? So they, they, you know, when you think about, Music overall, you know, you think about good music, you're not necessarily thinking about, uh, I don't think necessarily, um, uh, you know, what this song uh, uh, is is initially, um, uh, what particular category the song may, may, may be. And it's, it's like when you look at the, the industry back in the day when you would go and buy a cassette or a CD, even now, sometimes you go to some old record shops, they will have like Christian uh, or they'll, they'll sell gospel music and then they'll say, you know, um, you know, black gospel. Like, what's the, why do we got to say black gospel? The gospel um, divided in that context. Well, it is in in some industries because they're trying to you know reserve it for different aspects of money. And I say that in light of MCs or rappers. Like, there is good music, and if good music is good music, um, then it should be uplifting. Uh, what what you're about? Karis One said, uh, an MC. Uh, is versus versus a rapper. He said rappers rap for what's mostly illegal and MC rhymes to uplift their people. And so what is it that is going to be uplifting your people, right? You one have to know your people. <laughs> uh, you have to know the culture. And I think oftentimes in Christian hip hop in its early stages, it didn't understand the people or if it understood the people, it understood the people through a lens cap of European epistemology of theology and white uh, evangelicalism, which has its place, I guess, in some regards. But what I mean is, is that we understand people, this is how they function. And it's all sin. It had nothing to do with where that may have come from, the trauma of what folks may have faced and dealt with and why actions uh, were responded that way. Right? you know, folks are just labeled and tagged, um, you know, we're all sinners in this context. And then when you add the fact that you're from the hood, right? You grew up in a project, you grew up in, in, in a disenfranchised community, there are cycles and cycles and generations of, of poverty and generations of mindsets that you growing up just live into and becomes normalized. Well, well, if you're trying to find a way to make sense out of life in the midst of that, oftentimes you're not going to find that in some Christian hip hop artists, right? You're going to find maybe judgment, condemnation in those spaces, and you're going to find a way in which um, you don't like that. You, you don't you don't like how that how that feels, and so you're going to go back to. Um, somebody who's saying, where the hood, where the hood, where the hood at DMX, right? And so being able to have an affirmation that, yo, I'm going through this pain, I'm going through this trauma, 
But man, I do count. I do belong. I am valuable. Um, oftentimes when you feel and face situations in the, in the city that are, that are defeating you, you end up, um, you need um, something that's going to say that, that there's more out there and that there's more in you that can make that. And oftentimes, however you may look at it from secular hip hop view, it's not going to say something about God in the midst of it. It may say something spiritual, but it's going to say, man, um, mount up, do this, get the money this way. Um, you know, machoism is going to have um, all kinds of ways to diss women. And, um, and yet I don't understand why we can't have MCs who can see that and say, yo, this is, this is not really how uh, uh, we need to communicate about life and, and, and bring hope in the midst of that and uh, hope in the midst of that thought. So it's one of those kind of things where the disconnect with the streets, the disconnect with what's happening with lives of people for years to me, as a, as a person who served God and served young people for 34 years and using hip hop as a, as a, as a, as a powerful, uh, a cultural phenomenon in the midst of serving young people. Um, there's been a gap that way. Like, and to, to what happens to me that you're not, you're not true to the culture, right? You're not true to hip hop culture. Hip hop, um, is going to be where the people are. Most deaf was asked, like he said on the album, black on both sides that, People always ask me most, where's hip hop going? Where, where, where do you see it happening? As if hip hop is some giant sitting on the hill. And then he says, if you want to know where hip hop is going, ask yourself, where are you going? What are you doing? Right? Because hip hop is who you are. Rap is what you do. And so I think early stages of Christian hip hop or hip hop by Christian MCs or M- MCs who are Christian who were rhyming, I think they just made an, an, an intentional decision to say, hey, we see where the culture is going and we're just going to. We're just going to uh, blast it from what we understand from white evangelical theology and all things are sin. And though there is some theology that that is really true, but if in the hood, all you're hearing all day is beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down, you this, you that, you suck, you fake, you ain't got no money, you broke. Probably the best message to start off with is you were created for a, a bigger purpose than what the streets told you. You're created for a bigger purpose than what <clears throat> your past has told you, than your family uh, and their situation, how they grew up. There's there's more to life than this. You know, I spoke at a prison and um, I told everybody first, I said, look, I'm going to tell you a big secret. All y'all suck at being a prisoner. You suck at criminal. You, you suck as a criminal. You suck as a criminal. Perhaps, maybe, perhaps God got uh, a bigger plan. Maybe there's a another gift that God has for you besides um what may have gotten you caught up in this space. And so it's one of those kind of things where I just desire good music from MCs who love the Lord to be relevant and to bring a message that's not so condemnation and condemning because there's enough of that already, especially with folks who feel disenfranchised in the hood. Yo, this is Pastor Phil. We're going to be right back with this great interview with Cruz Cordero from the Cross Movement. Church on the Block. You're listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We'll be right back. Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154. Come right back. You're welcome back. About to get into it, my interview with Cruz Cordero, one of the most infamous, long-lasting followers of Christ, MCs from Cross Movement. Great conversation. Check it out. Yo, this is Pastor Phil, and I am in this booth, this audio booth. It's really the car. Uh, with my good friend, good brother, um, 
long time servant of the Lord, long time just man of God and official legendary MC from the Cross Movement, Cruz Cordero. What's up, Cruz? What's up, man? It's good to be in the booth. <laughs> Actually, a car. Right, 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 uh, right. And just to, you know, um, talk. Yeah, for real. Just have for a real. combo. For real. So, man, tell us. So, you know, some things, you know, with 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 hip hop, Christian hip hop, uh, we talk about this. I was talking about this with Soup the, Soup the Chemist and, mm-hmm. and CEO from Idol King that cats do not know the history of uh, of, of, of hip hop. When I talk to some of the younger cats, first thing they think of, oh, yeah, man, Cross Movement. I'm like, that's a phenomenal group. They took it to another level. But what about uh, Michael Peace? What about Stephen Wiley? What about old cats like that? So in your journey, like your journey to the movement, like I knew John Wells and Cleve when they were like the gift. Ooh, Exodus record, the whole joint, right? When they before, while I was at the Poconos with Bart Campolo speaking and they was rhyming and it was like, yo, we're trying to form this group as a few and they were just about to, they were just creating cross movement, right? I don't even know what year that was, but in the context of that, what was your entrance to these cats? Did you already know them? And this, we're giving history here, y'all. So I'm saying this because if you don't have a context of this, this is one of the most legendary, like, what's this new thing looking like a Christian Wu-Tang, right? Seven MCs on the mic, cutting through whatever the churches weren't willing to do, waking the churches up to be welcoming to the culture. And so it's important that you understand this history, uh, especially by, by one of the legendary MCs, Cruz Cordero. So how did you first connect with, with the movement? I know they might have been friends. Y'all, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all went to school together. Just, yeah. just tell me what's up. Yeah, well, how I connected with the cross movement. There was no cross movement when no. I first connected. Ah. Cross movement, the idea, the philosophy, the approach, everything came later. Ah. Uh, and it was birthed out of interactions, birthed out of events, birthed out of us uh, us people, us believers joining together from a hip-hop point of view, yeah. a hip-hop perspective. So I was early. I mean, it was very <laughs> early in my Christian walk. Mm. Uh, first of all, I wasn't raised in a Christian church. Okay. I couldn't compare it to nothing except for what was on TV or the evangelist on the street or the youth group that's out and about downtown passing out tracks. Mm-hmm. Or either or Catholic Church mm. because I grew up in a Hispanic community, a Latino family, yeah, and we either Pentecostal, right, right. or Catholics, <laughs> right? right. Part of your family is, <laughs> is devout Catholics, and exactly. part of your family is devout Pentecostals. Right. So I got like both sides of faith. The liturgical side and the spiritual, super spiritual side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there wow. still nothing really uh, grabbed my attention. Mm. It was just nice to see both. And I always thought that, you know, that's something you'll do when you get older. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right, when I get right. older and all that, when I, when I, when it's no longer a reason to have fun <laughs> in this world, I, I'll, I'll go to you. Oh, that's everybody's quote. That's true, man. Exactly. So, but I was, I was fresh. <laughs> As a believer, in fact, before I met Cross Movement, I was introduced to a more deeper faith through Christian hip hop. Wow. D Boy. Ooh, D Boy Rodriguez. D Boy Rodriguez was the first Christian rapper that I heard. His sister Gina. Gina. Yeah. yeah, Gigi. Yeah. 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 And so uh, it was a friend of mine. She is forever, every. This, this lady that I'm about to tell you about, mm. everyone knows her because 
everyone that I've shared my testimony, I have to include her. Wow. I had just met her. I'm a freshman in high school. Just met her. And my friend was trying to, you know, uh, he was liking her, right? He wanted okay. to take her out. But he always told me, but she's this church girl. You know what I mean? She's like, <laughs> about, you know, I, and, you know, he had, you know, some intentions with her. Gotcha. Right, 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 right. right. He gonna flip her. He gonna flip her. Yeah. <laughs> But he couldn't break through because she was rock faithful, solid. rock solid. Ooh. I got to meet her at the uh, cafeteria in the in the school. Wow! Uh, I attended uh, the high school for creative and performing arts. Mm. And when she, when I met her in the cafeteria, she started to tell me about her life as a follower of Jesus Christ, as a believer. And she had a cassette. Actually, she was listening to music. Wow! What you, you know, what you listening to? A cassette is what y'all don't even know nothing yeah, about. It was a, put in a, a, a player that actually hit a button that says play, and went from there. So that's just yeah, a, a cassette, <laughs> right? So you know, she let me hear it. She told me it was D Boy, and mm. I was blown away. Wow! First of all, the concept blew me away. <laughs> what? Why in the world would anybody in hip hop associate to Christianity? More talk about Jesus Christ. Right, right, right. Uh, especially in that time, which was the 90s, where everything was uh, either Hebrew Israelite or exactly. five percenters. Right. Uh, Nation Islam, the biggest. Anti-Christian, anti everything. White man religion. Exactly. The, yeah, exactly. So it was in that context that I felt like, wow, <laughs> what am I missing? I said, what am I missing about this Christian thing? Mm. Like, why is it coming at me now, even through this way? You know, mm. I saw the evangelist on, on the streets. I saw the TV evangelist. Now I'm hearing it in rap. Wow. And so that's got that got my attention. Yeah. And then I started going to her church mm -hmm. and then became a part of the church. Eventually got saved, mm. became a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ. In 1991, sometime in 91, my youth pastor said, hey, we're going to take a trip to Philadelphia College of Bible. We're going to peep this Christian rapper. I was like, yes. <laughs> Not only do I get to hear a Christian rapper on concert. By the way, by then, I've already was introduced to FFC. Ooh, okay. I was okay. already introduced to T-Bone. Right, um, right. Michael e Peace. ETW. Dynamic Twins. Yeah. Freedom of Soul. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was already hip to what was out there. But then he took me to Philadelphia College of Bible with the youth group. It was like eight of us. And that's where I met another legendary artist, William Branch, a.k.a. Mm. Deuce, a.k.a. The Ambassador. Yeah. He was a college student at the time. And what he was doing in his spare time in college, in between studies, <laughs> was sharing the gospel right, to right. youth groups and everything. Yeah. And I went there. All he had was an amp, a little <laughs> you know, tape receiver, whatever, yeah. microphones, and, and, and a guy backing him up. Uh, by the name of Nubro. Mm. Uh, nobody knows him, but he was there in the beginning with yeah. uh, the ambassador. And I kid you not, this is 1991. No one knows the ambassador, mm -hmm. right? Right. But he was coming just the same. Right, right, and right. If you guys know the ambassador, there was no difference between the ambassador now mm. and the ambassador then. Back then, wow. Except that he's much more mature, right? right? He's right. grown up. He was like in his 20s when I first met him. <laughs> wow. And so that got my attention even more because when you get when you become a Christian, the first thing you want to do is assimilate. Right. You want to look like everybody else. <laughs> but then I saw this guy, indigenous to the hip-hop culture, right. coming exactly 
from the hood. Right, right, right. And <laughs> I threw away the suit after that. Put on my, I brought back my my hoodie, everything. I was like, yes, we can be indigenous. <laughs> and so uh, that was. Ever since mm. then, I said to him, man, I just want to be around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just want to be around the fragrance that I'm mm. smelling. Yeah. You know, sometimes uh, I don't know if you guys ever been to a mall and you pass like a candle spot. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, or yeah. that store or something. Brownies, cookie joint. Cookies. Yeah. You stop. <laughs> right? And you right. take a, a whiff of that fragrance. Right. Like, man, I just, I'm not going to buy anything. I just want to be there just to enjoy the fragrance. Right, right. That's right. what I wanted to do. I That's wanted to love. be around uh, a person like him to enjoy the fragrance that he was bringing. Mm. Then he introduced me to everybody. I was like, there's more. Wow. <laughs> there's, there's more of you guys. Life. Mm. Tonic, like you said yeah. earlier on. Virgil. Virgil. <laughs> I know, I know life, that. right? Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Messing with you. And then, you know, <laughs> that's what I was doing. Yeah. Everywhere uh, I found out that they were going to be at, I was there. Wow. And then eventually we developed a relationship and I said, hey, uh, in any capacity, I want to be involved. Wow. And then, of course, the concept came with the cross movie, right? One day, everybody's hanging out together after an event and Somebody said, wouldn't it be uh, a cool if we can, like, take what we see here in the tri-state area and bring it somewhere else? Mm. And then Enoch, yep. the late great Enoch, yep. rest in peace, rest yeah. in the Lord, said, yeah, like the, like like we're keeping the cross movement. Like we're Ooh. keeping the cross moving. Wow. And they said, yeah, and we'll call ourselves the cross movement. Ooh, just like that. <laughs> just like that. It was spontaneous. <laughs> like, and in this song, yeah. in one of the conversations, one of the dudes is talking, he's like, this is the cross movement. He begins to little, like, like kind of emphasize the, that, that same kind of breakdown of that, yeah. man. That's cool. Now, were you always rapping? Like you in the lunchroom with the beatbox with the girl? Oh. Like, hit that beat. Nah, like that's the uh, uh. interesting thing. I was always a hip hop head. Right? Okay, okay. I knew hip hop, um, and I was always intrigued by the art form. No doubt. Um, but what got me into rapping was actually not even um, Christian hip hop per se. There was this uh, play that I was putting on with the youth group and the youth pastor at my church, my local church, and uh, somebody asked me to do a rap in the play. Oh, wow. Okay. And I was like, well, I never rapped before. But just, just write about your testimony. Make it rhyme. <laughs> and and the girl that introduced me to D-Boy, she was on the drums. Oh, she was playing some drums. Okay. And then I did my testimony. Ah, okay. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> I was like, okay, this is something I can do. Yeah, yeah. But then put somebody who's desiring to write lyrics and be a rapper among some great rappers, uh -huh. like like the ambassador, you start to learn and you start to they start to right. rub off for you. And right. I started writing more and writing more mm. and uh and and then when they learned that I knew how to rap before like they just thought that I was there <laughs> in a different capacity. Gotcha, and I was. Gotcha. But then I, I one day just did a sixteen bar thing with them and they were all like Wait a minute. You rap all this time? <laughs> you rapped and you didn't tell us? You know what I mean? So, yeah, and that's how I became not only just uh, a servant in any capacity. Specifically, they was like, well, we're going to get you on. You know, yeah. We're going to put you on because not only can you rap, the content of your your rap mm. is what what we're about. Yeah. Yeah, you know? that's dope. So. That's dope, man. That's dope. You're listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM 154. Come right back. We got more in store. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. 
crazy. Welcome back to Church on the Block. All these years later, man, and, and seeing the, the movement of, of, of all that the Cross Movement did and, and other artists coming through, man, what is it that you see? Like, if you, if you was going to start right now today you, with, with what you know, with what you know the Lord, what you know the industry, what would you, like, bam, um, what, what would be needed, You I would say? Not to diss and throw nobody under the bus and shade, but like, what would be needed for the body of Christ to know or the streets to know about Christ and in, in what you know now? And, and, and you know, hip-hop's been going for a minute, but you're like, man, I just, I want, I want to do this now for, for, what would you say through rhyme? What would you say through ministry that you would want to make sure happens from what you've learned? Well, from what I've learned is, um, I will bring it back to how it was before in that not only was there music, but there was a movement behind the music. Got you, got you. And that, Huh. Music, the element of music was just a part of the movement. Gotcha. Um, one of the big challenges of Christian hip hop, and it has always been a challenge, is, is to safeguard it from it just being music mm. and, and, and to not forget the real purpose of why we did it. Mm. And so that would be something that I will reintroduce and say, hey, um, not everybody has to be all about the music because right. not everybody can do the music. Um, Christian hip hop is a culture, is a movement yeah, yeah. that consists of many parts. Right, right, right. Um, and I would definitely emphasize that. Um, and, uh, and also rally around something that you see as a need. Mm. Um, Cross movement came together because we saw a need. Mm, okay. Uh, at the time, we saw in hip hop uh, Christianity being dissed mm, and a right, misconception right. of Christianity yeah, yeah. being dissed at right, that. Right, so we're going right. to diss Christianity, diss it for the right <laughs> reasons, the right. <laughs> not for the wrong reasons. So we had to go in there and uproot the misconceptions, gotcha. then plant the real deal and represent that. So, you know, when you heard of Heaven's Mentality, yeah, we yeah. talked about those things in, in House of Representatives, yeah. uh, especially House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. We need a House of Representatives yeah. in the world right. to represent Christianity. Mics, uh, we blaze them. The law, so I don't say them hands, I'll raise them. <laughs> you know, and so, uh, yeah, like, that's yep. a rally. So what are the things? Because in the 90s, there was different issues. No doubt, no doubt, right. But what are the issues today that Christian hip hop can to. rally yeah, come on, come on, around come on, That's and exactly speak right. to, yeah. And sometimes there's a void in that, I think, a lot of times, you know, and I I, I look at that, because we're working with street dudes and I work at the firehouse, right? Working with guys saying, been to church, they go to church at their boy's funeral, now they mad, they ready to retaliate. Matter of fact, they high in the, in the funeral, so they ain't really listening. They just ready to retaliate. I've been in funerals where I had to call mugs back. Somebody shot at a funeral, mm -hmm. shot, we, we was in the church, they shot their cars in the funeral. Mugs heard about it, man, they shooting at your car, they left. I said, man, go get them guys. I'm about to preach, go get them guys. They got the guys and came back in. Um, but because of my relationship with them, they honored that and they came back in. And, and, and I said, then, you know, I said a few things about personally about the whole situation. But the point is, is that um, out of that relationship, it was caused a relevancy to, to guys who, who would never come to church anyway to come back in and listen. You know what I'm saying? And so I say that in light of the message being that relevant mm -hmm. to what is happening in order to be bring life in that space. So ca causing cast to think two or three times about that action or that thought, right? And 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 sometimes, you know, the void of it to me 
caused me to like, let me find some hip hop in a secular context because I need somebody saying this hurt I feel is legitimate. You know what I'm saying? And so when it comes to whether it's political hurt or racial hurt or economic hurt or um, other things to grieve or the injustices overall, and we live in this, this, this country this way. Uh, sometimes the Christian hip hop cats, I think they may tiptoe around that kind of stuff. And I think churches mimic that too. So you got churches that yeah. aren't talking about certain things to be relevant, to bring life to people, not to beat people down with it, but in the context of saying, yo, God has a word for this. God has an empowering word for it, and it's relevant word. And, but let me, let me meet you at where, where you had to take you where God would have you to be. I'm glad I, you, yeah. I'm you glad know. you're saying that because, you know, I'm on think about Chicago, where you're from. Yeah. That's a perfect example. If I was in Chicago and I was doing this, knowing that what's happening there, mm-hmm. that's what I would speak to yeah, yeah. As, a, as a Christian rapper. Yeah. Uh, it, what we were talking about was birthed out of our experience in, in Philly. In Philly, exactly. You know? That's how hip-hop is, right? Yeah. Like, most devs said, you want to know where hip-hop's going? Ask yourself, where you going? How you doing? Yeah. That's the same thing you're talking yeah. about. Like, what we feeling, what we doing right now is what we're rhyming about. What's exactly. the pain? What our pain is at, at, at where. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, Christ... Christ was so smooth with it, man. You find him talking to Nicodemus, snapping. You don't know this? What you on? You ain't exactly. you a teacher of the law? Next chapter, we're talking to a lady at the well. He's like, yo, can you give me some water? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm thirsty. Like, he had a relevant message yeah. in a way that was on point. Crossing barriers. Yo, you a rabbi talking to this chick? What in the world's going on? We went to get some findings at the store. We coming back. Like, mm. why are you talking to this lady? Right. And um, so I said all that. He crossed those things. He was bold enough to say, I'm not going to stick with the tradition of being keeping things comfortable when the need of what's happening, this woman, her particular need, and Nicodemus and his particular need were more at stake than the tradition and what was that, what was at stake on a on a on a socio-political kind yeah. of way, right? Yeah. And so I just say that that I mean, I've ever been in rooms with cats who who said to me, Phil, there's no such thing as a social gospel. Anything you put in front of the gospel becomes not the gospel. I'm like, yo, Christ grew in four areas, right? He grew in four areas. He grew academic. In Luke 252, he grew academic, right? So, uh, uh, you know, favor with man, social, favor with the guy, spiritual, and physical. He says that, right? He grew yeah. in stature. Yeah. So how are we then going to be just one-dimensional? You're going to just right. speak to me about what thus saith the Lord every time I'm trying to get these nachos and a, and a, and a waiter's bugging and you got an attitude. Are you gonna, am I just going to you know, prophesy on that whole thing? No, I, I need to have some justice happening here because the nachos is bad or whatever the case is exactly. using that little simple example but I just say that 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 guy who I talked about came back to me later and said man pastor I'm sorry man. he'd been through some stuff where things in the gray areas didn't always and he saw the injustices and he saw a need where, where the, the light of Christ had to shine in those spaces like that right which is, so, yeah which is interesting because we read about how the church got established right, right? right. after the gospels we get into the book of Acts feeding people yeah, <laughs> right. and the, and the book of Acts starts, you know, uh, uh, Acts six, the first issue <laughs> that the church was addressing right. was bigotry. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? You got the <laughs> Hellenistic Jews right, or the, right. the Hebrews, uh, uh, Hebrew overlooking the Hellenistic widows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the issue wasn't, you know. Uh, we gotta we we gotta know doctrine. We gotta know this and that. We gotta get our theology right. It was no, you have to treat people right, <laughs> right. So and it came and and the, the amazing thing word. about That's Act Six, the main thing about Act Six is that you had this issue of these widows being overlooked simply because they were Hellenists. Mm-hmm. And then they mm-hmm. and they knew like we needed to do something because they keep overlooking us. Right. Well, okay. 
the leaders didn't ignore it. Yeah, they came right. up with something to speak to that situation. Right, they right. say, well, we have something because this is the, the, you know, this is the early church. We yeah. got to preach. More people are coming into the fold. Tell you what, raise seven men filled mm -hmm. with the Holy Spirit. Right, right. And today right. it could be men and women. Right, right. Filled with the Holy Spirit and wisdom right. to address the issue. Right. The interesting thing is they did that. Yeah. And when you look at the names of the seven men that they picked. Yeah. It's no coincidence that many of them were Hellenistic. Right, 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 because right. The best people that can speak <laughs> the, to the situation <laughs> are people that were experienced that. You know what I mean? So that's dope. That's and so, dope. Yeah, because you look at them and, and then and then you know, of course, they solved that. And so, from the door, the gospel has been social mm -hmm. from the door, mm -hmm. not just social, but it's a. It's, it's one of the sides of the of the coin. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's two sides to the coin, right? Right. One side is better than the other. Right, right. You know, right. low ego, there's the ego, and then there's a lot of designs there, and it's still one coin. It's still mm -hmm. 25 cents. It's still a nickel, whatever. Right, right. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. I, I never, like, I'm yeah. so blessed to, to be raised, you know, the church that I was raised under, you know, they never made that distinction. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it that's good. The, that's powerful, man. It was yeah. Following Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's powerful, man. That's a blessing. Yeah, you, you, uh, you, you see that in that in that in that context, right? And you, and you just desire. I desire like um, um, that level of boldness uh, to do what is right to do in 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 in, in God's kingdom. You know what I'm saying? In, in light of. Um, Whatever things you know, like, so I think oftentimes congregations and, and even as MCs, we raise the people up and what we're saying and how we're doing, it. and so they think a certain way because who they trust that we're saying certain words too, right? And so as yeah. we're saying those things, then yeah, we don't we don't do such and such and such and such because past the such and such and such, right? So I'm saying do, doing the hard work of don't be that way. Let's let's be more inclusive and in, in walk in a way that's uh, that's more glorifying to God, right? And right. so, so I'm saying the same thing even with MCs uh, and, and and you know worship leaders, whatever the case is, being able to welcome welcome that that that, that love in that way, man. So. Right. So man, I praise God for you, Cruz. Man, praise God for your friendship, man. We sitting in this yeah. in this car, this hot car, breaking things down, man. Shot Town, Philly, both in Tampa Bay area. Yeah. Yeah. Still doing the things that we did 25 Ooh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We've changed in many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the gospel hasn't. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's all we have. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what we grounded in. We're I, grounded I tell people all the time, man. Like we're only going to be doing what we, whatever God's leading us to for five minutes in comparison to all eternity. So don't take that so high mighty where the core of who you are as a person and follower of Christ, um, uh, is overshadowed. Focus on that and let, let, let that happen from there. You grow, you grow plants by watering them and doing whatever you do. You don't may not see nothing growing, but you stay faithful to that and gradually that bad boy will grow. So you don't stay faithful to uh, a, a sprout coming out. Uh, thinking that's going to be the whole plan. You start pulling from the sprout. No, the thing ain't yeah. even fully grown yet. Let yeah. it grow and mature. And so being able to uh, be in that space where we can still be uh, uh, grounded in Christ, loving each other, it's journey in life because life ain't about a smooth road. You know, it's about, uh, it's a long walk in the same direction and we keep moving in that same direction yeah. together, right? Together in community, man. So, man, thank you for this, man. It's blessing to, to, to be, I'm going to catch you earlier. We're here at Flavor Fest, man, yeah, just yeah. trying to catch up with different cats. So praise God for you, man. Looking forward to, uh, you want to spit something? Man, spit something, man. You got something on top of your head? You want to spit? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, my last I could, album. I could do something, a little something. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> here you go. Listen. 
Name dropper, no Joe. We know this young bow. His name is Jesus, not a Jane or John Doe. Mm. Not a James, but a king, not a Jew, but he blings. And his name ain't Gemma, because that's not what it means. Ooh. Maybe Amaryllis, but when it comes to this, it's not a name that'll make it on my ideal list uh. of names to proclaim. In fact, it's just one. It's not any Tom, Dick, and Harry, plus those names are shun. <laughs> it's not a Minnie or a Debbie or a Contrary Mary. On the uh. cross, he was bloody, but it wasn't very scary. Uh. For the thirsty, for surely, his wells won't dry. Mm. I guess you can call him Walter, but he's not that guy. Ooh. He's Am at an eye. Lamb that died. That's that P. That's hot. That's hot. You heard it right here. You heard it right here. Cruz Cordero, man, good brother, man, from Cross Movement, doing his thing now in Philly, always doing his thing in Philly, man, making things happen. And still around, still involved, because some of the younger cats can know that they're not the first ones in the dough. Oh, bars, oh, just off the dough. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the reality is, Cats understanding the legacy that they even stand on, I think it's significant uh, in order to um, uh, get some insight and some learning so that they don't have different, uh, ha have similar mistakes or being able to kind of just be discipled in that space. So, yo, Pastor Phil from uh, Holy Culture Radio, Church on the Block, real talk about hip hop, the church and the streets. Peace. Time to drop bars. Yo, man, there was three preachers who were older, semi-retired, out golfing. They're out golfing, and as they were, you know, semi-retired, kind of winding up their year, pastor, and they uh, were kind of confessing various things to one another. And one pastor said, "You know what? I need to tell you guys. You guys are my closest friends. I'm gonna tell you. You know, I'm, you know I have, I, I'm confessing. You know, I have, you know, a drinking issue. I drink a little bit too much. Sometimes it's, you know, at home without, you know, a lot of people. But sometimes it's out and about. But I drink a little bit too much. I want to confess that to you guys. I'm working on that. Another guy said, "Man, it's now since, since we're being real about things, you know." Just want to let you know, I'm, I'm just bad with money. Another pastor conveyed, I'm just bad with money. And, you know, it's caused a lot of challenges sometime at home. And, you know, I don't necessarily know how much we have really for retirement. I'm just, just bad with money. I'm just confessing that to you guys, too. And uh, the third one was like, man, you guys are being real. I'm going to be real, too. You know, uh, I have a problem with gossip. And I can't wait to get back and tell everybody what's going on with you guys. <laughs> As funny and or as silly as that might be, man, are you real and authentic with the challenges that you face, with the stuff that holds you back from being whole before God? Who do you have to talk to and share your burdens and your struggles with that can hold both your integrity intact and the journey that you're on before God without a judgment to condemn you from that situation? My challenge for you is that Live in a space, find people who can be with you in a space where you can confess your sins one to another and cast your burdens on Christ as he cares for you as you are walking this journey out. You know, I'm Pastor Phil, Church on the Block, real talk about hip hop, the church and the street, and those are the bars for the show. I'm out. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block, real talk about hip hop, the church and the streets. Back here next week, same time, same channel, Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM channel 154. Come with us. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy.